Hello, and welcome to another mini-episode of Roasted Games. Uh, no Kaz, just me and Joey. Hi, how are you? And uh, we are here this time to talk about a game uh, that Kaz and I briefly discussed um, a few weeks ago um, on the main Roasted Games podcast called Cthulhu Death May Die. And it is a rather large box game from Simon um, or Kaman Games. Um, and it is designed by Eric Lang and Rob Davio. Um, Rob Davio of um, Pandemic fame and Eric Lang of pretty much everything fame, including Blood Rage and a million other games. If you bought a Simon game ever, you probably are familiar with Eric Lang. So, um, quick overview for anyone who didn't listen to that episode. Um, I'm actually going to let Joey give uh, give kind of an overview of this one. All right. Uh, so basically, Death May Die is a cooperative game for, uh, or it, it's for one to five players. Uh, so it is soloable. And um, I actually have tons of solo experience because I have soloed it quite a bit, like six or seven times probably. Uh, so basically the whole thing is uh, in the box there are six episode boxes and uh, the the original box is technically the first season. Um, and so each episode is a different scenario uh, uh, and it has its own map layout and goals um, and basically... The ultimate goal is to defeat the elder one and there's two to choose from in the starter box or in the standard box there's Cthulhu and Haster um, so you can choose whichever one you want to play against and then um, you set up the uh, episode board and you basically just go around and you try to quote unquote disrupt the ritual and each um, excuse me each uh, Episode has different ways of disrupting the ritual, and basically, disrupting a ritual means taking out, uh, bringing out the uh, elder one in order to kill him. And that's the main goal. The main end game goal is you win if you kill the elder one. All right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is very fun. I've uh, we also played it uh, with uh, me, Joey, and Kirsten all played it together and barely squeaked out a win um joey sacrificed himself to save us on his turn and uh kirsten died on her turn and it left just me with basically one die roll to uh well one roll of several dice um to kill this uh this elder god hasters who we were going against and um I had to do it without going insane, and I was at just about max level of insanity, which meant in this game that uh, that I was as powerful as I was going to get. Uh, one of the really neat things I like about this game, uh, one of the innovations I feel like, is the um, your character levels up by going more insane. But if he goes all the way insane, like hits the max level, he he dies. He dies from insanity. So there are benefits to taking some insanity and going crazy and getting things 
uh, going in that way. But the closer you get to death, the more powerful you become. So there's that constant tug of war of, do I, you know, just go full balls on and just try and, uh, and, and take as much insanity as I can in order to power up? Or do I really try and, uh, and, and mitigate that as much as possible? And, but stay weaker at that point. So uh, it's one of the many, 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 many cool decisions. Um, as far as replayability, he, he mentioned, uh, you mentioned, that the there are six episodes and two elder ones. And so what that is is actually gives you 12 technically playable um playable scenarios because what you do is you take the cards from the elder one and you mix them up with the cards from the episode so uh, episode one with haster is a very different deck than episode one with cthulhu so they they uh, come out different they play different they interact different they um, everything is is very different so so the replayability is certainly there this is a really really big really really long game so uh it may sound like oh only 12 scenarios well it's going to take you a long time to play not only play through these but to win them um the win rate on these things has to be below 40 percent uh yeah um to elaborate on that i have played what probably five or six solo games and i've lost all of them. Uh, so uh, with the solo rules, it tells you that you uh, you should play or you have to play with two characters. Um, so you will contr- you you as one person would control two characters, and I found it to almost be literally impossible. Um, I mean, because like like I uh, like he had said original or before. Uh, we played it with three players and barely won by the skin of our teeth. Like it was, it was a challenge. And so, uh, so far, I haven't won a solo game yet, and I don't know if I will. To be perfectly honest, it's it's pretty difficult. Yeah, uh, a lot of what I've seen online and read online is uh, the people who have successfully soloed it um, usually do so with three or four characters rather than two. Um, two really does look really really tough unless i imagine unless you really really know the ins and outs uh, of the game a lot of the game is pretty random chance like if i'm being perfectly honest but uh it's that that kind that sort of randomness kind of fits in with the theme of like you're literally fighting an elder one you know you're fighting cthulhu or haster and like you know, they're and like most Cthulhu games are kind of designed to be difficult because that's kind of the whole Cthulhu thing. Like the theme for most Cthulhu games is this is really hard, but uh, you know, it's I I do think the game is extremely fun, and I've played it a lot because I really enjoy it. And that says a lot because Joey here does not like to lose. I hate losing. <laughs> Joey's a real bad loser. And um, so, so for him to come back to a game uh, continuously that is basically a game of bang your head against the wall uh, must be doing something right. Uh, so I, I really think uh, the mechanisms are fun. There is a lot going on, and it may come across as a little fiddly um, sometimes, but there's, there's a, a ton happening. My recommendation would be... Um, 
that if you were going to play this, like a group of people were going to play this, uh, that one of them really like is like familiar the, with the, the rules Nazi, um, so to speak. The the rules guy who can sit there and make sure, okay, yeah, go ahead and roll those dice. Yep, you roll three of them. Okay, yep, now go ahead and draw a card. Now this is what that card means, uh, or at least be willing to look it up. So uh, somebody really does need to kind of take a little bit of that control and uh, not necessarily quarterback or play for anybody, but just make sure, because there's so many rules and so much going on, uh, just kind of make sure that that, uh, gameplay is followed and that you don't miss any steps, because any chance this game has to screw you over, it's going to take it. And just when you think, oh, well, that wasn't so bad, you probably missed something. Yeah, I, I kind of defaulted to being the the rules guy in uh, our three-player game because I had soloed it quite a few times previously. Um, so I was the one teaching the game, and I was basically, like, going around being like, hey, uh, so, you know, this is what this does. Yeah, so, yeah, you have roll that, 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 all that kind of typical, you know, rules guy stuff. Um, but I'm, I, I think... Being the rules guy definitely is more challenging in this game than you might think because, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts in this game. It's not necessarily the biggest table hog I've ever seen, especially compared to other games that we've played, such as uh, Abomination, like we mentioned last episode, um, or that we were talking about last episode. Like that, uh, like this game, compared to that, like just table space-wise, I think is a little smaller because you can, you know, put the pieces around the, the, um, the main game board, or your quote-unquote game board that you play with. Each scenario has a different game board and everything, but, um, I do like, the, uh, speaking of that, I guess, I do like the fact that each scenario, fe- uh, like, each episode feels very different. Uh, I've only played the first two so far, but both of them seem very, very different, and their goals for each of them are very different and, uh, like, very well thought out and very thematic. I do think that the, the whole the whole game definitely screams Cthulhu and difficulty and all that stuff, which is kind of what a Cthulhu game is really supposed to be. Yeah, uh, you may be noticing a pattern here of uh, really, really dark uh, and very, very thematic games that uh, we're kind of on a kick of. Um, but this this one is just like um, just like Abomination. This one is really, really dark, but for a totally different reason. Lots of uh, demons and, like, you know, like maggot-infested, like, vampire fire vampires and they're literally called fire vampires yeah and like cultists everywhere and like you know skin books and like weird shit going on uh typical cthulhu obviously pretty much like the main thing that goes on in this game is you're trying to stop the cultists from summoning the elder one which um like that's the whole disrupt the ritual thing that uh that brings out the elder one in the first place if you manage to do the to disrupt the ritual you bring out the elder one faster because you don't want him to progress because he so he's he the elder one is on his own track and um the further he advances the closer the game is to coming to an end so uh if he advances on the track i think it's like eight spaces or so uh then you guys just lose 
which uh, sometimes doesn't feel very good because this game can take a long time uh, i think it took us like three and a half hours like the the the, the three-player game that we played um and it's it, it takes a long time and all that effort just to lose at the end it, it definitely it definitely sucks and it's pretty soul soul draining if i'm being perfectly honest it, it is a lot of time to to put into uh a game which um and the game is not in your favor at all right and, and that's one thing that's that's what cthulhu games in general uh and especially this one i mean maybe this one more so than any others except for maybe the card game um this game has this walking feeling of every turn i'm about to lose yeah and at no point in time do you ever feel, even after a good turn, where you're like, I killed a whole room full of cultists, and I blew a vampire, fire vampire right through the wall. Like, at no point in time are you patting yourself on the back. You're legit just like, oh god, I'm pulling this mythos card, and now there's 18 new cultists, and I, what the shit's happening. Um, you never feel comfortable uh and and I actually kind of like that. Uh, I I I really do. Sometimes it like it's it's cool. And I I think it's super interesting, but like it's just it's tough, man. Especially when you lose. Like for for my solo games, my solo games don't take that long. For like maybe forty five minutes to an hour, but that's because I lose within forty five minutes to an hour. Uh, like it's it's very easy to lose with just two characters, um, but I want to uh, also say like I do like the fact that both of the elder ones that come in this box, uh, Haster and uh, Cthulhu, they both feel very different, and it's it's very refreshing and and nice because having two elder ones that would feel super similar, I, I think it would just make it a little stale. Um, if you are trying to mix up each scenario with both, uh, with both elder ones, like, uh, Cthulhu is all about, um, putting these, I don't even know how you pronounce it, like Riley tokens or mm. something along those lines. Uh, and you just place these tokens around a bunch of rooms and, uh, he, uh, and whenever he advances, um, you place one and then you summon a cultist at every single one of, uh, of the rooms that have these tokens. So, uh, he's like bringing out cultists all the time like just bam swarming you and then Haster's all about um, putting these yellow sign tokens on on your character board which have effects with in the mythos cards and in his later stages to kind of give an idea comparison for me of another game uh, comparable to this in gameplay but not necessarily in feel uh, is Zombicide uh, just like Zombicide, this is a modular board that you build, uh, different configurations of, of rooms, um, and stuff spawns all over the place based on the mythos cards that come out. And it's not zombies, it's cultists and fire vampires and, you know, biakis, biakis and, and other things like that. Um, but uh, it kind of has uh, a similar gameplay feel to zombicide you're just going around room to room kicking ass 
uh, but constantly in jeopardy of being overwhelmed. Um, this is substantially more overwhelming, I feel like, than uh, Zombicide gets for a while. I have played Zombicide games that uh, do get very dense with zombies, uh, but Zombicide, you feel more like you're just like going on a fun adventure, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck these zombies up, but um, Cthulhu Death May Die is, is, is just, you're always sad. You're just, <laughs> just always like just crushed because no matter what you do, you just feel like you're behind the eight ball. And, uh, that's the very same feeling that the, uh, the Arkham Horror card game, uh, gives. And, and I really like that in a Cthulhu setting. Yeah, or if we're talking about Arkham Horror the card game real quick, I think Arkham Horror the card game specifically it, it feels so much lighter and it also definitely feels so much more forgiving. Uh but it like don't get me wrong, Ark like the Arkham Horror card game is still difficult, like but I, I I've played it quite a bit now and I like it's way more forgiving and way easier in for me at least than Death May Die. Um, so it's like, it's, and it's like a similar theme kind of, but like it, you know, it's, uh, like kind of a different feel like pretty much like, but yeah, um, one more, uh, I do want to give a shout out though to, um, whoever designed the minifigures in this game, because I think all of the, the minifigures in this game, like the elder ones and, you know, all the enemies and, uh, your characters, they're all really well made and i think they look super cool especially haster he looks insane and it's just really really cool to see all these guys just you know like almost practically coming to life it seems and it's just really really well made oh yeah and you would expect nothing less from uh simon games i mean and eric lang man yeah but um Specifically, Simon. These are these are uh, over the top, uh, big Simon miniatures. One kind of complaint that I have is uh, sort of a common complaint I've heard, and it's the fact that the minis are too big, um, and maybe not even that the minis are too big, but maybe the board's too small because you can have like eight monsters in a room that they don't fit in, so you kind of have to put them off the side of the board, and it kind of breaks theme a little bit it's um it i don't know it 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 just doesn't seem uh to to keep in with theme quite as as well when you have to sort of keep track of where monsters are i think they could have scaled it a little better um but that's a minor 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 quibble and uh i don't think it takes that much away from the game yeah i i agree there were there were a lot of times where there was like one hallway and it was just filled to the brim with monsters and cultists galore and it just so many people and they just weren't like able to fit like there was one time a, like a super small like square space just a regular square had like six or seven enemies in it and it was mostly monsters and they were huge so we kind of had to like put them off of the board kind of to and like it it was it was kind of a mess but like I still, I still think that even though sometimes they don't fit, I still think that the, they did a really great job designing them. And I think it's just all around, like, I think the whole game in general is just really, really well thought out and well planned.
I agree. I agree. And um, uh, one other thing that that it does, I was thinking that I I really like a lot, is um, the characters uh, feel very, very different. They have very unique... Uh, each one has one unique ability and then two abilities that are kind of in a pool of common abilities that other characters can have. And um, it really makes playing each character feel really different. A lot of games will give you different starting player powers or whatever, but they're so minor um, in their asymmetry that you're just like, okay, I, there's no difference in playing guy one versus girl three it just doesn't doesn't matter but this one uh this one very much the the characters feel and play uh very different yeah i i definitely agree um and like you know my favorite character for example fatima and uh she's absolutely game breaking at certain points i played her in the three player game uh, her uh, unique ability legit just lets me draw uh so usually you would just draw one mythos card um and and that's that uh and those are always bad and it's always trying to work against you uh but her power just basic lets me draw one and then if i don't like it or want something else i can put it on the bottom of the deck and draw a new one which i think is really strong and the upgraded version of that when you upgrade it based on your insanity it lets you choose uh, draw two of them and choose one of uh, uh choose one of the cards out of the two and then put the other one on the bottom i think like that that literally saved us at certain points like that was the main reason that we won pra- practically because like i was just i was trying to help draw like the best possible cards that I could so that we would be in the best position. Like these characters, definitely their abilities matter and it's a huge benefit, huge benefit for, for depending on who you are. Agreed. So um, my kind of parting shot at this is uh, this game is fantastic for anyone who likes uh, cooperative dungeon crawls. Um, anyone who's into Cthulhu, um, anyone who enjoys Zombicide, uh, or really any of the uh, big Simon mini games, uh, this has a, a very similar vibe. It's uh, it's familiar. None of these mechanics uh, that are in it are um, overly new or different or things that you're going to have trouble adjusting to. Um, so I, I genuinely think that, uh, that this is a pretty accessible game, um, more so than I, I thought initially. Uh, I, I looked at the, the cover and, and you know, I, I'd seen reviews and everything, and uh, I just kind of thought that this was maybe a little too much for a lot of people. But, but to be honest, I think that anyone who likes cooperative dungeon crawls can enjoy this and uh, I don't think Zombicide is really out of most people's realm of enjoyment and if you like that you'll absolutely love this especially if you're a Cthulhu fan. Yeah I, 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 I would definitely say that's um, that you hit the nail in the coffin I mean uh, I, I think this game is yeah pretty accessible and like like he said before, I hate losing, but I come back to this game because I really do enjoy it. I I like all the gameplay mechanics, and speaking of mechanics, I think 
the like one of my favorite parts about this game in general is um, its unique take on stress. Um, so in this game, uh, you start with like uh, one stress or whatever, and uh, you can go up to five. And stress actually benefits you, and it helps you in this game. So um, instead of like stress being like, oh man, I gotta take stress, which you know like lo- limits my ability. In fact, it does the complete opposite. It uh, if you you can uh, when you roll dice, uh, which you will be doing a lot of, and a you. Lot. And you get um, a lot of bonus dice as well from a lot of different card effects as well as going more insane, give you more bonus dice. Um, but stress lets you re-roll, uh, re-roll uh, any one die for, uh, per stress that you um, decide to spend. So you can spend, like, if, if you roll, like, three dice and two of them are pretty bad for you, you can take two stress to re-roll both of those dice. And I think that is really cool because instead of being like oh you took stress so now you're at a disadvantage it's literally giving you a huge advantage and i i I really like that a lot because it's very different from what other games like what other games like think of when they think of like you taking stress and and whatnot i i also uh thought that was good it's one of the few things you can do to uh in this game to feel like you have some kind of impact some kind of control over your your outcome you obviously have plenty of control but it uh not in terms of card draws no but you're always you're always feeling like uh just so behind the eight ball and so it's it is one of those things that does help mitigate uh the dice rolls and things like that so so bravo for putting that in um, do you have anything else to add before we wrap it up? I mean, uh, not really. I just think, you know, I, I really, really enjoy this game and I, me being such a sore loser, uh, it didn't do anything to stop me from playing this game so many times. I mean, I, I, I every time I, I just went in determined that I was going to try something different or try something uh, that, that I haven't tried before to try and beat the game because I think it has tons of replayability and uh, tons of ways that you can you know experience it um, because like we like I've only been I've only seen the second scenario so I I, I still don't uh, or the second episode I guess I don't know what lays ahead but I would be really 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 excited to see what else what else there is. Um, but yeah, I give this game probably, like, honestly, probably a 9 out of 10. Like, besides, you know, the minis not fully staying on the board half the time if there's too many. Like, that's sort of my only complaint. Uh, This game is pretty long, but that's kind of what you expect from a game that's pretty difficult, um, and sort of big. But I, I really, really enjoy this game, and I think it's so much fun. I would... I would submit this one as an 8 out of 10 myself. So, uh, so yeah, 9 from Joey, 8 from Bill. Um, and that is Cthulhu Death May Die by Simon Games. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Um, and I will see all of you, or at least you will hear Kaz and I, uh, next week on the full-length Roasted Games podcast where we have lots and lots and lots of exciting things to talk about. 
So uh, you can, if you want to give us your feedback on this episode or any episode, you can reach us at, on Twitter, Instagram, at RoastedGames1. Uh, you can also uh, email us, RoastedGamesCo at gmail.com or go to our podcast uh, network page at ease-drop.com and uh, just look for Roasted Games. Awesome, yeah. Well, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening. And, uh, yeah, like like he said, let us know uh, how you felt about the game and if you enjoyed it as much as I did. I don't think anyone enjoyed it as much <laughs> as you did. But, all right, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Have a good day.